you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Fantasy Cantina. Whether you want blue milk, Greedo gumbo, or fantasy football advice, we have you covered. You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live. Now, back to Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. <laughs> I love it. Sirius 210 XM87. And we are in the Fantasy Canteen here where we talk about everything and anything under the end or moon. How about that, Harrison? Under the end Did you like that one? Well, maybe we should discuss what, what we were discussing before. Well, let's, the, well, oh, what, go ahead. You go ahead. What, your girlfriend situation? We're going to talk about that in a second. But oh first, we're going to take a call. We're going to take a call from our boy Alex in New York. He's got a keeper question. Thanks for hanging in with us. Welcome to the Fantasy Cantina. And feel free to listen afterwards as we make fun of Harrison and his ladies. What's up, my man? Hey, now. How you doing? Good. Um, I'm in a keeper league where we get to keep four players. It is CPR. Okay. And it, it is a wide receiver tight end flex, as a, a wide receiver tight end flex and a running back wide receiver flex. Okay. Uh, this is my team. I have Ryan. I have Matt Ryan, Frank Gore. DeMarco Murray, Fred Jackson, Roddy White, Des Bryant, Antonio Holmes, Jimmy Graham, and the 49ers. Dude, I can't write that fast, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got I got Matt Ryan, I got Gore, I got Murray, I got Fred Jackson, I got Roddy White, I got Jimmy Graham, and I have no idea who else you said. What was it again? Uh, Des Bryant and Santonio Holmes, but I'm not going to keep Santonio. Yeah, he yeah, you don't want to he's a malcontent right now. And you have to keep how many players? 4. Wow. So basically, you've got seven players. You need to drop three. And I got to be honest with you, Fred Jackson's the first guy that I see on this list because not only his age, but the way that C.J. Spiller played at the end of this and season. And he's coming off an injury. He's coming off injury. Uh, I think Fred Jackson's going to be the first guy that I release back into the pool of available players. I think Graham is a must-keep. I think Bryant's a must-keep. I think Roddy's Roddy. a must-keep. And then you've got to talk Ryan, Gore, and Murray. Gore's going to be, what, 28, 29 next you know, season? I, I think I'd roll with Murray. I, I would roll with Murray. In, in keeper leagues, and you know this because you clearly play in the keeper league, is that youth is a lot more important 
uh, when you're determining which players that you want to retain. Listen, Matt Ryan had a good year, but uh, he's he's not an elite fantasy quarterback. At least he hasn't gotten to that point in his career. Gore, I think you're going to start seeing the decline of Frank Gore, just like you're going to start seeing the decline of Steven Jackson over the next couple of years. DeMarco Murray has upside. The players to drop back into the pool of available players is Ryan, Gore, and Fred Jackson. Thank you very much, guys. You got it, my man. All right, so now let's get back to Harrison's girl problems. Well, I have now, now, if, if you guys, number one, if I set up a Twitter account for Harrison that he hasn't even used yet, uh, it's at Harrison underscore NFL. Please send him a tweet. Tell him that we're going to have a Twittervention with him because <laughs> Elliot writes some great stuff on NFL.com. And, you know, I, I'm not just saying that like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. I'm not, you know what I'm talking about. But he needs to start getting his stuff out there to the masses. And if you check out Harrison's profile, he's a good-looking guy. And, and listen, you know, I you know I love women. I love women more than almost oh everything God. not fantasy football. But this Harrison really is, is a, a good-looking guy, and I can admit that Harrison's a good-looking guy. So he gets his share. And he's got this ex-girlfriend from eight years ago from Texas or wherever the heck she's from. Maybe California. <laughs> I, I don't know where she's now. from. And so she sends him a friend request on Facebook and he's got a list of about 50 people that he hasn't accepted or declined friendship with on Facebook. Because I feel bad. And don't feel bad. And what, the ex-girlfriend is one of them. So he goes in and accepts her, but it doesn't show her profile, which means that he left her sitting there so long that potentially she took back the friend request. So we have a little bit of Facebook soap opera drama here. In the life of Elliot Harrison. I actually, the next caller we have, I want to know their opinion. We don't have any callers. We we are going to be busting your stones in the cantina for this whole segment. If you do want to call the cantina, it's 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. Please call us because if I have to continue to talk about Elliot Harrison's love life for the next 15 minutes... I, I, I may kill myself. I mean, I don't I know. I need some advice here, either from Rob, our producer, or from a call. Okay. I or got, what about Trevor? Uh, or Trevor. I got a letter in the mail. Okay. I got a letter in the mail. Do, do people write letters and send them in the mail still? I got a letter in the mail from a company who said that my ex-girlfriend from eight years ago, okay, listed me as a reference, and they were looking for her. Okay. Looking for her what? I guess uh, for a job possibility or whatever. Okay, they were I looking for her for committing some kind of crime. I hadn't spoken to her since September of 03. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this going, what do I do with it? Now, how did you guys, did you break up with her? Did she break up with you? What happened? She actually broke up with me. She did. Did you cheat she, on her? She called. <laughs> she called. You me. did. You did. She called me. You cheated on her. Stop. Stop. Okay, so <laughs> he did. He totally cheated let on me. Her. Just lay okay. the, let, let me just lay the quick 10-second background here. Don't uh, use the word lay in this conversation, okay. please. She friend requested my best friend last year, who mm-hmm. they never even got. They never even got along. Okay. She, and they, they were friends. And my buddy calls me and goes, hey, dude, I got the weirdest thing. Your, your ex-girlfriend friend requested me. He goes, we never even got along. So mm-hmm. that was like a year ago. Okay. So I knew that I had a way of getting a hold of her. So when I got this letter in the mail, I finally, after it sat on my wood floor for three months, mm-hmm. I finally, uh, I sent her a note and said, hey, I got this. You know, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to give away your contact information. Mm-hmm. And so today I get a friend request, no response to the note yep. that I sent. Uh, you know, what do I do? So what color uh, was the girl's hair that you cheated on her with? Was she Would blonde? You... <sighs> We've got a call. George in Miami. George, please save me from... This fantasy suicide, George. Well, what's your least, question? I'll save you at least momentarily. Look, uh, this is the first year I'm. Uh, you know, I joined the keeper league. 
Okay. It was stated from the very beginning that you choose only one player that you can keep going on to next year. Right. Okay. Any players that you take in the first two rounds are omitted. They have to go automatically back into the pool. And whatever player you choose, uh, you, you forsake two rounds, uh, two round earlier picks. So for example, let me just give you the two players I'm considering. Peyton okay. Manning and Jimmy Graham. I took Jimmy Graham in the ninth round. So for wow. me to keep Jimmy Graham, I would have to give up a seventh round pick. Right. And then my friend who I joined the league with, we, we kind of went, you know, co-GM. He's trying to convince me for us to keep Manning. We took Manning in the seventh round. No I'm way. Him I'm, yeah, that's what I'm Can I stop you right there? No, no way. way. You've got to keep Graham. Keep Graham, man. Give up that seventh round pick with a big old fat smile You're looking face. at a guy in Jimmy Graham who outscored most wide receivers in fantasy points this year, and that's not going to change. He's a big target. He's durable. Drew Brees has a lot of confidence in him. And just like Rob Gronkowski, Elliot, and we're going to get back to your girlfriend situation in a second, he's a big target that you can't cover. You can't cover him. But, I but agree. Let, let, yeah. And let's, yeah, it, let's go back to what is the most important facet of a player when you're talking about a keeper league that's not necessarily well, as important. Well, one of it is production and youth. Youth. Right. Youth. Jimmy Graham will turn 26 in 2012. Yeah, and imagine that. If you said this at this time last year, do you, do you keep Jimmy Graham or Peyton Manning? You yeah. and I would be laughing on the floor at this caller saying, come on, it's Peyton Manning. Look how things change we didn't know in about such the nerve a damage. short period of time in the National Football League and fantasy football. So, George, I hope that answered your question. Jimmy Graham for a seventh-round pick is a steal, brother. It is a steal. I think Jimmy Graham for a fifth-round pick is a steal. He's going to go in the break. third or fourth round, I think. Yeah, these So, round back pick. to your girl problems. So what when do you, you do? When you cheated on the girl, oh, God. like, what happened? Did she... All right. Call, look, like, what happened all right, exactly? All right. Listen, it was a long-distance relationship. We okay. never lived in the same city. Okay. okay. We dated for three years. I yeah. lived here. She lived in Texas. Okay. I knew it was Texas. I so, figured. yes, after a year, you know, some things went down. Uh, you cheated on her. Stop. So, you know, we, we had a, I mean, a fairly amicable breakup. But mm-hmm. point is, I hadn't spoken to her in eight years. I wanted to be a good guy. I wanted to let her know that this company was looking for her. But I didn't, you know. Uh, so I just, you know, why, why mess it? Why friend request a guy's best friend that you didn't even get along with, you know? My guess is to figure out, like, what the heck was going on with me. You right. know, want to figure out if I was, you know totally off the reservation, which I am, clearly working with you every Wednesday. Oh, stop it. I, I just sent you a tweet out. Uh, I-, I want people to tweet to Elliot Harrison, at Harrison underscore NFL. Give him a follow. Uh, ask him questions about his love life. He loves that. Let's go back to the callers. Oh, my gosh. You Nick in New Jersey, you've got a question on Victor Cruz. Welcome to the Fantasy Cantina, my friend. Please leave your lightsaber at the door. Yo, guys. I love the cantina. I can't believe nobody's calling. Yeah, it's it's fantasy off season. Harrison's talking about his love life, but I'm we're not glad. About it. You guys but we're are. glad that you called us. And actually, we've got a couple more callers coming in too. So, right, what is good. your question about Victor Cruz, Nick? Well, I, I got Victor Cruz starting. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about him. And then the other thing is, right? I went third round of the draft, this fantasy first season draft. Mm-hmm. I, the, the connection went, and it auto drafted me Tim Tebow after I already picked Brady. It worked out for me this first week. But now, do I play Brady or Tebow, too? I don't know what to do. Can't, you can't play both, right? There's not a flex in this league where it's... Yeah, it's just one quarterback. Yeah, you got to play Brady, man. I mean, listen... As much as I've been on Tebow's bandwagon all year long, and you know everyone knows in the world of fantasy, I've been the guy to talk about Tebow and how much I loved him. And he helped me win 
a few of these uh, championships that I was in. Um, you can't start him over Brady. I just, even though the Patriots' defense is terrible, I just don't see the Broncos going into New England and beating that team on their home field. I, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. I don't think any more needs to be said. I mean, so I think I think you have to go with Brady in terms of Victor Cruz. Listen, he did nothing last week. Uh, a lot of people were very down on him, but the Packers' defense is not. Good. Dead last in the league in total defense and giving up yardage, which means Victor Cruz is a good start in traditional postseason fantasy leagues because on ours, you worry about the Packers winning the game, the Giants getting knocked out, you don't get double and triple points moving forward. But we heard our man Heath Evans say here just a few minutes ago that he thinks if one team is going to pull the upset in this divisional round, it's the New York Giants. Rick in New York, you've got a lineup question. What's up, my man? Welcome to the Fantasy Cantina. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, we got a couple things. What would you? Uh, who would you feel more comfortable with, uh, uh, Breeze or Rogers this week only? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as far as running backs, the, the matchups look bad across the board. Uh, Sproles against the Niners and uh, Foster against the Ravens. What do you guys think about running backs also this well, week? See, now, uh, Elliot might have a different viewpoint here, but I said from the beginning that the Saints are going to the Super Bowl, and I'm sticking with Breeze because I think the Saints, even though they're on the road, have a better chance at winning than the Packers do. Uh, Well, let's put it this way. All factors. Let's put it this way. I could see the Giants beating the Packers more so than I can see the Niners beating the Saints because I think the Saints' offense is just too explosive. Well, I think, and to go to the running back question... You know, listen, I, I, I get the point on Foster being, a, you know, having a tough matchup in Baltimore, but it's not like Ray Rice has a beautiful matchup against that Texans defense either. Yeah. And just as much as we talk about the great matchups the quarterbacks have, the running backs are the opposite. They yeah. have terrible matchups for the most part. Yeah, yeah. You, you could definitely give Ahmad Bradshaw a, a look-see against, a- against the Packers. Yeah. I, he's a sleeper in our game this week because people don't expect the Packers to lose that contest. But... I think I agree with Heath. I think the Giants are the team that could pull the upset out of the out of the four games. Willis McGahee against the Patriots is another interesting one to me. Uh, one. Com- what about what about Gore against the Saints? Now their defense isn't all that great either. The twenty fourth in total defense. No, it's just. Do you feel like who do you feel like has a better shot of winning? Denver no, in New England or San Francisco. San Francisco against the Saints? I would say Denver to me. And you know what? I was wrong about this last week, so maybe I'm completely wrong about this this week. As much as I like Tebow, I think the Broncos have the least shot, the the the, the worst shot. Then to, you play Gore to win this. Then week. you play Gore. Yeah. Uh, see, now I was going off the logic that you thought the Saints are dead to rights going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Therefore, Frank Gore and the Niners can't win. Right. So McGahey would be the better play. Right. Uh, e- either one of them, uh, I think, are decent plays for this week. Now, onto the Darren Sproles. A lot of people, including myself and you, yep. took Darren Sproles in the opening round. His versatility is the key. His versatility is the key. If they can't run the ball in the Niners, perhaps Sproles gets you receiving yes. touchdown. He's always capable of doing that. Right. Either way, putting a little reality into this, you can't expect the Saints to drop back and throw at the stick 55 times. No. They're going to, against that pass rush, they're going to get Breeze killed if they do that. Mm-hmm. They've got to run the ball to keep the Niners' defense honest. This is a big league defense. The Niners' defense is to the NFL what the Saints' offense is to the NFL right now. Yeah, and 
I'm really interested to see what kind of impact Pierre Thomas can make because I would argue that him being back in the offense has been one of the most important pieces you of bet. the Saints finding success You bet. because they're not so one-dimensional. You remember last year, Drew Brees, who was also on the cover of the Madden game, remember, 22 interceptions, had the MCL after, I think, six games and was playing hurt for most of the season. No Pierre Thomas. Reggie Bush was always hurt. Yep. They didn't have that running game. This year they have that running game. They have Sproles. Just like 2009. Well, I bet you the Chargers just wish they hadn't gotten rid of. And, uh, or, or maybe they hadn't reached sign. I'm not getting rid of him because he was free agent. But uh, that team now has a running game. You've got, even Chris Ivory has made it a little bit of an impact here at late in the season with Mark Ingram going on injured reserve. Uh, I think one of the questions that fantasy owners are asking in this NFL playoff challenge is Foster or Rice? Now, if you started Foster last week because you get double points in this round, you play Arian Foster. I played Ray Rice. I did too. I know he didn't get any points last week, yeah, clearly, but, but this coming week I get double points for him. And again, I think it's going to be Ravens-Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Texans don't have a Haloti Nada. No. They, they don't have a nada in the, in the you know no nada to to force against the run. And by the way, I still never got an answer. You know, didn't we have another caller? I mean, I, I no, never got we a, didn't. Do you Rob, want to go back to your well, girl Rob, problems? Our producer never came on. I thought he was going to give me a little bit of advice. How do I Rob, handle Trevor, this? Trevor, can you please give what Harrison a little bit Y'all of advice here in the cantina about his about his women problem? What, what do you need here? I mean, you you can you lay down on our big black leather couch. We'll sit here. We'll ask you if it goes back to your childhood. I, I, what, what do you need? Come, come to the fancy therapist here. The, what do you need? The, the point is, is that I got this letter, you know, and I, I want to be a good guy and, me, you know, and send her a message after eight years and let her know that I'm getting hit up about her putting me down as a reference. But then she sends me a friend request on Facebook, and when I click on it, she rescinds the offer. Yeah, but when you when you actually got the friend request, I clicked when on it. When was that? Well, I don't know. It might have been a few hours. I think it was the same well, no, day. A few hours. I mean, that's I, not going to do I clicked on it. She changed her mind. No, she didn't. Add her as a friend, will you? Rob, Say, what do listen, I do? I'm sorry for cheating on you with that blonde. I apologize. <laughs> The fact she that she found she you through Facebook and that she doesn't have your number anymore, but yet now all of a sudden she's coming crawling back, I mean, that's got to tell you something right there. Well, you are married, and I've always heard that married guys are wiser. Although you're newly married, so it's not like, you know, you're like a 23-year-old Yeah, so I still have a little bit of stupidity left in me, is what is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, but you don't blink your eyes when pressure comes like Blaine Gabbard, do you, so I give do you, you credit. See, do you see the, the connections that we've made here? We've got the Fantasy Cantina talking fantasy football and Elliot's fantasy romantic life. Let me spin it back fantasy football. Don't draft Blaine Gabbert next year. Harrison. By the way, we got a break. I'll tell you one thing. Hey, hey uh, Rob, Trev, I have never looked more forward to a break on this show in my whole life than I have right now. Can we please break, Harrison? Yeah, NFL fantasy No more of your love life in here. Every, I, you brought Call up that every poor Wednesday, girl. 12 o'clock How Pacific. dare you cheat on someone? Serious 210. I never said what I a did. jerk. XM87, love all you mean it. We'll be back in a couple. I would just like to put it out there that I'm not a cheater. Uh, okay, but you didn't. But see, you have to defend yourself in that case. You can't. You, 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 your silence was was deafening. There. Well, you know, it was, it was a little embarrassing. But that said, <laughs> I, I do want to bring up something. Now, I may embarrass myself further here with a fantasy opinion that uh, is a little risky. But you were talking about Demarius Thomas being mm-hmm. a sleeper pick for next year, and not to belittle your your pick. I think it's a great pick, but I also think it's one that a lot of people are thinking about, given his production over mm-hmm. the back stretch, yep. given what he did in the wild card game. Mm-hmm. If we could go a different team and a guy that could truly be a sleeper who had mild production this year, I think you got to look at the Raiders receiving core and look at Denarius Moore. I oh, think I do. agree with you 100%. He only caught 33 balls. 
He had a couple of big games, but you saw the potential yep. for him mm-hmm. being a deep threat. You look at the numbers, Darius Hayward Bay had a much, much better season. But Hayward Bay was there from day one as a starter, and Hayward Bay has a case of the dropsies, and Hayward Bay is a little bit unreliable. Denarius Moore is a home run hitter. No, I, agree. I, I agree with you 100%. Now, the, there's so many different categories that you can put players in in the world of fantasy football, especially since it's evolved into breakout, what it is now. Sleeper. Breakout, sleeper, deep sleeper, all this kind of thing. How would you care? Demarius more? Thomas is breakout. Okay. Because breakout to me means monster numbers. My number one breakout guy this past year was who? Matt Stafford. That's a breakout player. Uh, my number one sleeper at quarterback was Sam Bradford. Didn't work out as well. So you went but one for two. Denarius Thomas is a sleeper. And there's no doubt about that. I'm very interested to see what the Raiders do offensively. Oh, Denarius Moore, you mean? I'm sorry, Denarius. What I know, did I say? <laughs> I know you're talking so Denarius to... and Demarius and all. Same, same. The division. Raiders guy, Denarius Moore, is a good sleeper. I'm very interested to see what the Raiders do offensively. Uh, you know, they're going to have a new coach. They've got Reggie McKenzie in there. I heard that they're talking about Winston Moss coming over and being the head coach uh, of that team going forward. Carson Palmer. Now, is Jason Campbell a free agent? Uh, do they still have him on the hook for another year? Is I'd assume Carson Palmer is going to be the quarterback of that I team. I wouldn't assume that. I but would, not I, I, assume, I would that. assume right now the way the roster is constructed, but there's going to be a lot of time between now and the start of next season. But no, I agree with you 100%. Denarius Moore, there sleeper, Demarius Thomas, breakout, breakout player. I got you. No doubt about that. And, and let's stick with this topic. Another category that we like to talk about in fantasy football is bust. Okay. Uh, bust is something else in Elliot Harrison's vernacular and vocabulary. Oh, but we're talking about fantasy football here. The biggest bust in 2012 is going to be Michael Turner. Three of the last four years, he's rushed over 300 times. Okay, In the one year he didn't rush for, for over 300 uh, attempts, it was the year that he was hurt. And I believe, and we're, we're going to have to look this up quickly, thank God for the internet, Turner, I believe, is going to be 30 next year. And if you look at the history of the National Football League when it comes to running backs, that is he's actually going to be 30 next month. That is actually a real red flag when you're talking about value at the running back position. And, Elliot, you are the savant. You are the sage when it comes to this kind of thing. And I guarantee you that my friend Elliot Harrison who cheated on some poor girl in Texas eight years ago, but I still love you, can give you at least three, if not more, running backs who at the age of 30 or thereabouts saw their career numbers bottom out. Oh, you can go prior to that. We mentioned one on the show earlier today. Kurt Warner, Seattle Seahawks, was a huge... You know, the problem with him was Eric Dickerson came out the same year, but Kurt Warner of the Seahawks in the 80s put up monster numbers prior to the age of 30, and then his career went downhill. If you want recent vintage, Larry Johnson. Yep. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs had two of the best seasons you could see a back have in 2005-2006. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander right there with him, and yep. we, can, we can go a lot deeper than that, too. I mean, and, 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 listen, Marshall Falk, who I love, who's one of our guys here at NFL Network, and I don't know if it had more to do with his injuries, with the knees or whatever it was. Right around 30. 30. Right around 30. Same thing with Eddie George. Right around 30. His numbers started to fall. Stephen Davis. I mean, listen, the list goes on and on. We find trends in fantasy football that help us determine value. And this is a trend that I think is right on the money. Maybe it's not right at 30, but maybe it's 31. Maybe it's 29. Uh, Curtis Martin... If memory serves, I don't remember what year it was, but he had one of the best seasons ever for a running back from a fantasy perspective. I think it was 31 or 32 now, now at that he's point. He's a little bit of an anomaly. But he, but he is an anomaly, exactly. So, And Turner, 
301 carries this past year. He was one of only two running backs in the league to have 300 carries or more. Who was the other one? That had 300 carries this or more? year. This year, only two. Isn't that amazing? I'm going. Maurice, I, I'm going. Maurice Jones Drew. You're correct. You're, I can't stump this guy. Last year, 334 in 2010 for Turner. 178 in 2009. But he only played 11 games because he was injured. 2008, he had 376 carries. Michael Turner's not rushing for 1,000 yards in 2012, and if he does, he's barely going to get there. The touchdowns are going to go down. Michael Turner is someone I am avoiding 100% in 2012 drafts, and do not keep him either unless you are really desperate. I think Turner is the perfect bus candidate. Now, one other guy— two bus guy candidates? Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, two guys. Now, granted, I'm, I'm being a little bit controversial here, but I think Michael Vick could be a bust. Because he said that he has to be available for 16 games. Mm -hmm. Does that mean he's going to rein in his style of play? Mm -hmm. Are we not going to see the mobile athletic days when he could give you, you know, a couple extra touchdowns and maybe, you know, a few extra points running the ball because he doesn't do it anymore? Mm -hmm. And is he at the point of his career where he can't stay healthy? People are still going to draft. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. People are still going to draft Michael Vick very, very high. 888-963-2682 888-963-2682 if you have any sleepers, busts, breakouts. Let me ask you a question, Elliot, uh, about a guy who is going to receive a lot of attention in fantasy land coming up, and uh, he's already received a lot, and that's Cam Newton. This is a guy who threw for 4,000-plus yards, had 700-plus rushing yards, had 35 total touchdowns, 14 of which were rushing, which broke a record. Steve Grogan's record, which is just strange because Newton, you don't think I'll of him. I'll say it right now. Newton what, will not have as many fantasy points. That is what... I want to know, because he's coming off the greatest fantasy season from a rookie quarterback of all time, and people are talking about him being a number one pick, a first-round pick. I disagree. I think he'll go off the board in the second round. Is there any—I don't see him rushing for 14 touchdowns again. Maybe he has eight, and that's a good season. That's 42 fewer points than he I disagree with you. I think he will go bottom of the first round. I do. No, I'm not saying that he won't. I'm saying I wouldn't take him there. Okay. A couple things on Cam Newton. Yeah. Mid-season, I said, he's going to struggle to throw for 4,000 yards. I kind of got laughed at. He barely made it. Mm-hmm. Okay, barely. What was it? Uh, 4,077? 51. 4,051. His numbers started to go down passing-wise. The Panthers are not going to want to play the style of football they played this year or next year. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to get involved in shootouts where they're having to come back and Cam Newton's having to win games for them. They're going to want to play better defense. They're going to want to run the football. They did a good job running the football this year, but their defense was terrible. What did we say every week when a running back was playing the Panthers? Start him. Start him, exactly. They're not going to go with that mold again. It's going to be the same thing, I think, as you saw with the Texans. Their defense gets better. The quarterback of that team's mm-hmm. fantasy points go down. Because now you're playing in 24 to 17 games, perhaps. You're playing in 17 to 10 games. All right, let's just put that to the side. If you don't agree with me there, fine. What are the chances that a quarterback is going to get you 15 rushing touchdowns? Again, I know. I'll give you seven or eight. And, I'll, I'll and, give you seven or eight. No, I hear you. That's, that's a huge, I think, huge discrepancy. Because you're talking about 42 fewer fantasy points. Exactly. Now, and, and can you expect Cam Newton to throw for over 4,000 yards no. with Steve Smith being his only real option at wide receiver? I mean, he's got Greg Olson and Jeremy Shockey, but I mean, those guys. Uh, while they're good players, Shockey's over over the hill. I give him a fifty uh, fifty shot at best. Fifty yeah. fifty shot of throwing for four thousand. No doubt about it. So we're going to talk more about potential bust sleepers. We're going to talk a little bit more about what we think is going to happen in the divisional round to help you in your NFL fantasy playoff challenge leagues. But right now we have to go to a break. Fantasy fix, and this is our fantasy fix. Chillins goes in motion. He goes back now as a left wing, and Campbell will quarterback sneak it. He will power into the end zone. Touchdown, Raiders! 
as they get their third of the half all on the ground. Bush, McFadden, and now Campbell with his second quarterback sneak of the early year. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. A little seven dust. Dude, that's my favorite band right there. Of the bands that didn't wear eye makeup and Aquanet <laughs> that we all love, I love that band, man. That that band is just, they, they kick ass. I love it. I, I tell you what, one of the things about, and I, I see Fabs is uh, passing me a love note uh, regarding Andy in Rhode Island. Andy, we're going to get to you in just a bleep here. Andy, uh, Andy, I, I apologize for what yeah. you just said. Andy, we're going to get to you in just a second. I just wanted to tell us one thing that, that you know, working here on the NFL campus, we have so many football guys around mm-hmm. that when we're off air, a lot of times the conversation still drifts to football. If you think it's one of those deals where we take our headsets off and we're, you know, not talking football, we're still talking football. And yep. during the break, we had a little interesting chat there about the Raiders mm-hmm. and what happens there. And from a fantasy perspective, you have to pay attention because a lot of people were jumping all over the Carson Palmer waiver wire bandwagon. This year, were they not? Uh, And who knows what happens with Jason Campbell? He's an uh, impending free agent. Hugh Jackson, Fabs, was all about bringing Campbell back. But a lot of the Raiders players actually felt that Jackson had disrespected Campbell somewhat about when he bragged about bringing Palmer in in the trade. Mm -hmm. Well, now you have a new regime. You don't know what they think of Jason Campbell or Palmer, for that matter. Palmer is not the same quarterback he used to in case... Uh, there's a little bit of snobbery going on, you know, thinking that Palmer's so much better than Campbell is. Mm-hmm. I would beg to differ. Uh, you also don't know if the Raiders' wide receivers and tight ends and players go to the new GM or go to the coach and say, hey, man, we believe in this guy. Then you have an open competition in camp. There are just so many question marks with the Raiders. Which would affect Denarius more. Right. So At- many question marks with the Raiders. I agree with you, all things being equal, that he's a sleeper this year. What's going to happen with Michael Bush? I believe oh, he was that, on a one-year deal. I believe that he is going to be a free agent. He, is, he, is. he was on a one-year deal. Franchise him though, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, but a great job. I mean, you know, for the agent, you sign that guy to a one-year one-year deal and hit it out of the park because now he can sign because a big-year deal. Falcons th- should get him. The, oh, uh, well, if Michael Turner was gone, be, be the new Michael Turner. Perfect. <laughs> that's from from that's Elliot Harrison's lips to God's. Fantasy football ears. I hope Michael Bush goes to Atlanta and Michael Turner's gone. Uh, we'll see what happens. Let's ask Andy in Rhode Island what he thinks. Andy, what's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing? Good, you? I'm doing uh, fantastic. I Good. had a quick uh, question for you. I'm in Can a, I ask you a question qu- first, Andy? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you like Michael Turner or Michael Bush better next year? If you're drafting. you got to go, you gotta go with Turner. I go, I go with consistency. I mean, you got McFadden split in time with, with Bush. I mean, it really depends on where Bush is going. But look at Turner the past couple of years. How can you ignore that? You know, with fantasy, all you can do all you can do is really go with consistency, and Turner's just a beast. So. Fabs begs to differ. I beg to differ, but uh, definitely want to hear your question here, my friend. I'm in, a, I'm in a playoff league where you pick three players a week. You can only pick one quarterback, but you don't have to pick a quarterback. Okay. And it's PPR. Uh, last week, I, I ended up uh, leading my league with uh, Megatron, uh, Stafford, and Foster. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't pick Foster again, but I'm, I can pick uh, three new players this week. I'm leaning towards going with Rodgers this week. I don't know if I'm going to get another chance to pick him. I, got, I, I like the matchup. I like Brady's matchup too, but I feel like he has the best chance to go all the way toward the end because it's a lot like you have to think. So you want to save him, yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. 
As far as the other two players go, I'm really not sure. I don't know. It's it's a it's a PPR league, and it's one of those leagues where it's really running back heavy. But it's just like I don't really like any of the matchups this week. I really don't. And am I crazy to think Marius Thomas from from Denver? Like, am, am I am I crazy to really think that as like one of my options? I I don't I don't think you are at all. But let's let's start off with the first part of your question, which was the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. What if what if you uh, packaged Rodgers, and you took Eli. Who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? In your opinion, uh, at the NF, out of the NFC, I think Packers have the best chance. But I really am afraid of this matchup. And my problem is, I still have Breeze, I still have Brady, and I still have Rodgers. I feel like I have a best chance of getting all three of those this week, next week in the Super Bowl by going Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, rather than another way. You know, it's possible. I, I. I would think that you could also take Eli Manning and mm-hmm. then you could play Rodgers against Breeze's Saints in the championship game at home. But then I won't be able to use Breeze or Brady, you know what I mean? I'm going to get stuck if, without him. But if Breeze wins, goes to the Super Bowl, you'd be able to use Breeze in the Super no, Bowl. No, you can't. You can only use the players once, right? So you, yeah, you can only well, use he, them he hasn't once. used Breeze yet. Oh, he hasn't used Breeze yeah, yet, I haven't. right. Yep. I think Brady is probably, if you want to talk about the uh, the path of least resistance... I think Brady's probably the guy that you should save. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodgers has got a great matchup this week, but Rodgers, doesn't matter who he's playing, is always going to put up big numbers. But if you think the right. Giants could beat the Packers this week and you want to get that week out of, out of Rodgers, I completely agree. Uh, Demarius Thomas had 116 yards in his last game against the Patriots the, earlier this season back in Week 15. Matchup-wise, he's a great play, and you're probably not going to get a chance to use him. A couple of other options, too, are the Giants duo, Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix. If you're thinking that the Packers are the team that's going to the Super Bowl, then you can potentially use these two guys, expecting them not to go past the divisional round. At running back, listen, you're right, and we talked about this earlier on. There are not any good matchups from a fantasy perspective when you're looking at running backs. You might want to save Ray Rice. Save right? You can't Absolutely. use Arian Foster because you used him last week. I mean, Ben Jarvis, right. Green Ellis. I, I mean, James what about Starks, Frank Gore? Ryan Grant. That could be the way that you go. Frank Gore. That could be the way that you go. Or, similarly, if you think the Giants are not going to make it past this Ahmad round, Bradshaw. Ahmad Bradshaw. How do you feel about Frank Gore and Ahmad Bradshaw? I love Gore way more than Bradshaw because, you know, the touchdown leech of Jacobs, you know. But right. you think the Saints will win? Yes, I do think so. Then I think so. I think Gore is a good option, also, because again, think, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. So I was, I was. So you think maybe a solid lineup would be to go with Gore and Thomas from Denver? Thomas from Denver because of the matchup and because he is not likely going to get past this round. And Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, again, this has got to be your decision in terms of who do you think is going to the Super Bowl. If you do, if you think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl, sit on Rodgers. If you think Brady's going to the Super Bowl, sit on Brady. Again, the Patriots probably have the path of least resistance, uh, especially you know, right now. What happens if the Texans and, and, upset the Ravens? And that, I don't think the Patriots are losing to the Broncos. And that's why I was suggesting that maybe you play Eli. If you think those guys are advancing, you can play them later. Eli's going to put up numbers. Yep. Well, that's what that's what this game's I, listen, about, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. You know, I mean, football. Listen, uh, the the Packers' defense is. You know, we've talked about how bad the Packers' defense is. The Packers' defense has been uh, downright lousy when it comes to giving up yardage and points. They've given up more than their share. Again, they are ranked dead last in the league at the end of the regular season in passing. Now, the Giants did play against the Packers this year, and Eli had three hundred forty-seven yards, three touchdowns, almost twenty-two fantasy points.
Mm. That's a good game. That's a good total. That's an extremely good total. Now, let's stick with these games, L, and uh, talk about who we think uh, are going to win. Let's help the people out out there in setting their NFL Fantasy Playoff Challenge. Do you want me to have my fan hat on or my analyst hat on? Well, if you had your fan hat on, we'd be predicting the Cowboys to win. But well, they can't no, win I, I mean, it, doesn't it? I want the Texans I, I wanna, and Niners I, I don't to don't win so say, bad. I don't want to say anything, but doesn't it just chap your hide that Sean Payton was a Cowboy? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Elliot and I are just so let's a start right there. Dallas let's fans. start right there. Saints over the Niners. Yes, yep. Saints over the Niners. So. If you started Breeze in the first round of the playoff challenge, you continue to play him. Again, I started Breeze, Sproles, Colston. Gi- Giants, Packers. Marquis, uh, what's that? Uh, Jimmy Graham and Casey. What? I'm moving you along. I'm, I'm, I'm putting, you, putting you the test. Giants, Giants Packers. Packers? Gosh. I, I got to go with the Packers, but that's the one game I think could be the upset. I go the Packers. I don't think the Giants upset them. I think the Giants are getting way too much publicity right now for a wild card win over a Falcons team that's dysfunctional. Okay. okay uh, Texans, Ravens. The Ravens. You like the Texans. That's uh, your, is that your Texas no, bias? No, I, I, I like the Ravens to win the game, but I liked playing the Texans defense in our playoff challenge just to differentiate myself from the pack a little bit. Okay. Uh, go ahead. New England is an obvious choice, right? Yep. I'd like love to see Tim Tebow win yep. because of the story. I would love to see. I'd love to see Tim Tebow go to the Super Bowl. What a story that would be! It's not going to happen, but what a story that it, would be! It, it would be amazing. You know, for NFL.com, all of us analysts. Uh, this is a little reality chat. We all did the our playoff picks yep. all the way through, mm-hmm. and I have Green Bay over Baltimore. Uh, from I have the New Orleans over Baltimore. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to deviate from that. That said, when I said my fan cap. Boy, I'd love to see the Niners beat the Saints. And it's not because I don't like the Saints. I love Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I'm just so sick of the NFL not letting defenses play football. And I love that the Niners have basically taken the NFL rules and played within them and still played suffocating defense. Right, they have a great defense. And, I, I and mean, they're playing there's... at home on what could be a slick track. I love it. Let me give you a few numbers, though, here. The Niners against the runner sick. They're just yep. ridiculous. The only guy that had any kind of fantasy production against them this year was Marshawn Lynch, and that was in Fantasy Championship Week, uh, ending what was an unbelievable, what, 12 or 13 game run for Marshawn Lynch finding the end zone and, and just putting up huge, beastly fantasy production. I know Against the this. Niners this year, Tony Romer threw for 345 yards. Yep. Stafford had 293. Eli had 311, and Roethlisberger had 330. So you can throw on the, uh, you can throw on the 49ers, um, maybe some of those yards were put up in garbage time. No, it's okay. It's but you can that garbage time points are just as good as regular points in fantasy football. And remember that game against the Cowboys and Romo. How the heck did the Cowboys beat the Niners? But they won that game. Well, they beat that. They beat, that was the three touchdown game from Miles Austin, right? Oh, Romo. No, uh, didn't Holly have the one in overtime? Well, he didn't score. Uh, Holly in overtime. Right. It was Bailey's field goal. But one one thing about the Niners here. Uh, and you always tell me that I don't tweet enough and I don't talk about the work on NFL.com. I do. Well, I wrote playoff previews for the divisional matchups. They're on NFL.com if you go to my archive, Elliot Harrison. And I looked at each if of these. If you tweet that link out, I uh, could. people can find it. I could. So the Niners finished 16th in the NFL in pass defense. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're going to hear announcers say. Ah, oh, the Niners are susceptible to the pass. Okay. Yeah, that's right. The 49ers finished 16th in the NFL against the pass. So that's because teams couldn't run on them. Mm-hmm. They couldn't run on them at all. When you start getting into other stack categories, 
you'll find that the 49ers are absolutely suffocating Mm -hmm. against the pass. And that's why I really cannot wait for this team. If you talk about opposing passer rating, this is the the passer rating the 49ers allowed opposing quarterbacks. 73.6. 73. In this day and age when a 90 passer rating is easy for quarterbacks not named Joe Flacco to get, 73. Can I give you a little nugget? Yeah, go ahead. Another one on the Cowboys? Do you remember that game? Romo got hurt. John Kitna threw for 87 yards in that game. So add those two numbers up. 345 and 87. You're looking over 400 passing yards in that contest. Okay. I know it was way back when. It was week two. But Drew Brees, okay. is, he's shredding everybody. But remember. Everybody. And, and, and you should know this from, from NFL Fantasy Live and something I talked about a lot. I predicted that pass defense was going to struggle in the early weeks of the season because of the lockout. Right. And those defensive backs, remember I, you guys made fun of me. I told you, what are they going to do? Replicate. Uh, receivers by chasing a bunch of squirrels around on a practice field. I mean, it, it's very hard for secondaries that don't have a training camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've had the full season to get this right. 49ers have allowed 20 touchdown passes. That's a pretty good figure, right? 20 yeah. touchdown passes? Yep. Well, they've also picked off 23 balls. They're, they're leading the NFL in takeaways. They're tied with the Packers. Okay. That is the real deal. They're playing below sea level against the Saints. You know, I, I just don't see the Saints exploding for 30 points, Fabs. Don't see it happening. I, I, but if you already took Breeze in the playoff challenge, maybe obviously not, you keep Maybe him. not 30 points, but I, I, I could see him getting darn close. All right. We got a break. We got a break. We, we, got, a, uh, we got another caller after the break here in our last 10 minutes. We'll have some fun. NFL we'll Fantasy Live. have some fun. Series 210 XM 87. Stay for just a while. Stay what the hell is this? <laughs> it's been so long, I hardly knew you. Neil Diamond can still sell out any arena in the United States four nights in a row. You realize that, right? <laughs> I just wanted our listeners to stay with us for a while. You're, you know lucky, you're lucky you're so good looking. You, you know you'd why? never get any girls if you were playing this kind of crap to them. Come on. You know what's happening? What? Right here? What? Right here. This part right here? No. Fantasy season starts on a September morning. God, <laughs> Come on, man. Hindell, uh, can you help me, please? Let's, let's take our caller. I'm in Neil Diamond hell here. Let's take our caller. You got it pulled up there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God we have a caller. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. September Scott, morning. Scott, help me. Scott, help me. Scott in Indiana, help. please help me. You guys help me. I'm in a very unique league. Um... So when we go into our original draft, we also have to think about playoff players. And okay. our rosters freeze at week 12. So what I have wow. for, for this weekend is I got Jacoby Jones, Kevin Walter, or Jake Ballard. To, I need one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm starting wow. Cruz and Yeah, I'm starting Cruz and Graham. Um, I'm actually one of the guys that have more playoff guys than most guys. So, really? you know, I'm just looking to maybe get two points from somebody. <laughs> Well, two points? Well, wh- which one of those two teams do you think has the best chance to actually win this week? You know yeah, what I mean? Well, I, I think Ballard could put up, you know, I think he can get four. That would be my pick. Ballard is the guy that I was thinking, too, uh, only because the Packers gave up, I want to say, the second most fantasy points to tight ends this year. I'm pretty sure it was the second most fantasy points to tight ends. And listen, with Andre Johnson back and Arian Foster catching balls on the backfield, Jacoby Jones and Kevin Walter, that is... 
a major crapshoot. Kevin Walter caught one ball for 11 yards last week. And granted, they had a lead in the second half, but that game was close for the better part of three quarters. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jacoby Jones had nothing. If you look at the previous game they played in Baltimore earlier this year, Jacoby Jones had a long touchdown. That's because Andre Johnson wasn't there. I think you got to go with Ballard. It's got to be Jake Ballard. You got to go with him. Mike in Connecticut from my my home state. What's going on, man? How are you guys doing today? Good. How's things in Connecticut? Is it cold for you? Not bad, man. We are taking this weather, and we are running to the hills with it. And you know why it didn't snow in Connecticut yet is because I didn't come home. If I had come <laughs> home, you guys would have gotten a week full of blizzards. Oh, man, I, I don't like that snow. I, I don't like yeah. that white stuff. I, I'm going to stop say, saying it for a while. But anyways, I, I've got a question. Listen, I've got, I'm not really talking about, you know, I got Sam, I'm talking about Sam Bradford because I want to know what you guys think. I don't have him. I have Amendola in a dynasty league, and I'm planning on keeping him because I think he's Wes Welker Jr. Yeah. But um, the, the one thing that I want to talk to you about is I, I always liked Sam Bradford. I thought he was a really good player, but he really disappointed me this year. Can he become better next year? Does he get Justin Blackman next year? What, what do you guys think? I mean, Blackman would be awesome in that lineup. It would be. It would be because I don't know that they're keeping Brandon Lloyd. I, I don't know that. I don't know what's going to go on there. But really, I thought Sam Bradford, and I mentioned this earlier, was going to be a good sleeper this year, and I was completely wrong. Totally wrong. Um, we have a lot of questions that need to be answered in St. Louis. Who's the head coach? Who's the OC? Uh, what style of offense are they going to run? What weapons are they going to get around him? I wouldn't give up on Sam Bradford as an NFL quarterback just yet. Danny Amendola, again, uh, listen, I think he's going to be a PPR machine. He'll be able to catch 70, 80 balls in that offense, again, depending on what they do personnel-wise in the offseason. Yeah, Mike, I, I'm going to be positive, Perry, here, because you've already kind of laid out the negatives. Uh, you know, the Rams, keep in mind, the lockout affected everyone, and the Rams had a new offensive coordinator in there in Josh McDaniels. Danny Amendola hurt himself early on. Yep. So had it wasn't bad injury with yeah, the elbow. Dislocated elbow. It wasn't anything that, that he did. He was fully expected to catch eighty passes. Who do the Rams have at Whiteout that's gonna cannibalize his production? Nobody. Greg Salas? Maybe maybe Brandon Lloyd, maybe. We don't e- know what's going either on. Either way, with him. Yeah. none of neither one of those guys are gonna replace him out of the slot. I don't think Brandon Lloyd's back there. He was there just because McDaniels was the O. C. and now yeah. that's clearly not the case. So I don't see any reason why irrespective of what kind of scheme the new offensive coordinator runs, I don't see any reason why Amendola won't be the guy out of the slot. And I'll tell you, another guy, just to throw another name out there that has been completely forgotten I know about. who you're going to mention. I who? know exactly, and he plays in Cincinnati. That's right, Jordan Shipley. This is a thing. <laughs> yeah. We've been spending a hell of a lot of time together, maybe too much. I, I can read your mind. I have now. not mentioned Jordan Shipley in 10 weeks, man. And I knew exactly who you were going to hey, say there. Am I wrong? No. No, not at all. Not at all. He's going to bring another aspect to that offense. Yeah, we have to take off, right? Yeah. It's time to go. How much time do we have left? Ten seconds? Where's Rob and and, and Trevor? They're still in. uh, Those guys are just shaking their heads over that Neil Diamond garbage you played earlier. What was that? NFL Fantasy Live. Play that for your girlfriends, not for us here on NFL Fantasy Live. We're here every Wednesday, 2 o'clock Pacific, Series 210XM87. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.